glad to have you here today. I believe this is the first good crowd we've had in a long time. We appreciate you coming today, and I uh, look forward to uh, tonight. Uh, didn't didn't plan to have Lee Merck. Lee just called this week or texted me and said he would be in town uh, be it, uh, all week long and would be available Sunday. I said, why don't you come and, and share with us Sunday night? And he, he asked me, he said, do you want me to talk about Montana or do you want me to come preach? And uh, I asked him to just come and preach if he would. So he's going to be preaching tonight. That ought to be uh, special. For those of you who don't know, uh, Lee's granddaddy, who was Brother John Merck, was my pastor when I was growing up. He baptized me and uh, sort of became a model and, and a mentor for me in terms of preaching. And I uh, always thought highly of him. And uh, I feel like uh, Lee is just a spiritual, another one of those spiritual markers that we have in our life as we continue the journey and uh, God's work goes on. So I'm glad to have him here uh, tonight. Also, I want to tell you about Sunday school. We mentioned Sunday school. We're having Sunday school every Sunday. As you know, for the past uh, months, we've been having three worship services on Sunday morning. We started out with just the three worship services after the pandemic. We didn't have Sunday school for a while, but we've been having three worship services and Sunday school at 945, but beginning the first Sunday in March, we'll only have, we'll go back to two worship services, the 830 service and the 11 o'clock service, and that middle service is going to be a Sunday school class. I'm going to teach it right here, so instead of, uh, for those of you who've been coming to the middle service, they came and they want to come, continue coming to that service as a Sunday school class, it'll be a Sunday school class. Uh, That'll give our praise team a little break in between uh, and, and give me an opportunity to, to focus on something else for that period of time. So that Sunday school class will be open to anybody who wants to come. Also, uh, I've been, you know, we've been talking about becoming a church after God's heart. That's a journey. Doug talked about a journey. And we're on a journey as a church. And we're not there yet. Uh, and, and, and you'll always be on a journey, as a matter of fact in your spiritual life. And because of that, there will be many different journeys that God will lead you on. But we're going to have a devotional journey in our church. It's going to start Wednesday. The booklets are on the back table. And if those run out, there should be some available uh, in the church office uh, that you can pick up this week. But it starts on Wednesday, and it's called When a Person After God's Heart Becomes Something Less, and that happens to all of us, But it focuses on David and David's personal journey from ruin to restoration based on Psalm 51, the one psalm that David prayed. He was on his face before the Lord seven days and seven nights. And so I want you to consider what God might want to do in your life. And for that reason, I want us to consider a character in the Bible today who was invited to spend 40 days and 40 nights in God's presence. And that character uh, was Moses. Uh, Moses, uh, this was at a low moment in his life, perhaps one of the lowest moments in his life, other than when he fled from Egypt and fled into the wilderness initially. But after he met God at the burning bush, he was on a journey with God, doing God's mission, doing what God wanted him to do. And then there came that moment Uh, When God said to Moses, because of the sin of the people, he said, I will no longer go with you. I will not be with you. You can go into the promised land, but you will go alone. 
because I will not go with you. And in the 33rd chapter of the book of Exodus, in verse 18, it prompted Moses to pour his heart out to God, but the focus of that comes in verse 18 when Moses said to the Lord, he said, I pray thee, show me thy glory. And it was out of that period of time uh, that God invited Moses to come into his presence. I think we can clearly say we've been looking at the life of David. David was the only man in Scripture who God specifically called a man after his heart. But I think we can say without question that Moses was also such a man. And you'll see that as we continue this time this morning. So I want to show you five things about this mountaintop experience that Moses had with the Lord for 40 days in God's presence. And the first thing that I want to show you, based on that simple prayer, that little little prayer that he prayed, not a big prayer, Cole, just a simple little prayer, I pray thee, show me thy glory. Moses demonstrated a passion for God's presence. Uh, his whole life reflected a passion for God's word. He not only had a passion for God's word, he had a passion for God's will and for God's wisdom and for God's ways. And because he had such a passion, God opened the door for him to spend time in his presence. Uh, as you know, Moses met God at the burning bush. And that was holy ground as he stood there at the burning bush. That's where Moses began his 40-year journey in the wilderness of knowing God and loving God and following God. But there were many other opportunities that God gave Moses to stand on the holy ground of his presence. So what I'd like you to do to show you how Moses demonstrated his passion for God and how God opened this door of opportunity is for you to look at is verse 21 of chapter 33. Verse 21. Then the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and you shall stand there upon the rock, and it will come about while my glory is passing by, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand, and you will see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Now look at chapter 34 of Exodus, verse 2. The story continues, but I want you to look at verse 2. As the Lord said, So be ready by morning, and come up in the morning to Mount Sinai, and present yourself to me there on top of the mountain. The Lord opened this door for Moses to spend time in his presence. Now although a believer can't always have mountaintop experiences with the Lord. I believe it ought to be the passion of our heart to meet God on the mountain. It ought to be the passion of our heart to have those moments when we know that we're standing on holy ground. And it's my prayer for you that across the next 40 days, from Wednesday to Easter Sunday, if you just take that little devotional book, every day, I know some of you already have the habit in place that you spend time with God. Some of you don't. But it will be an opportunity for you to spend just five or ten minutes a day with the Lord. And prayerfully, some of those will be divine appointments for you. It ought to be the passion of your heart to have such a moment with God 
Moses demonstrated a passion for God. Number two, Moses entered God's presence. Uh, Because of his passion for God, God called him to the top of the mountain. Look at Exodus chapter 34, verses 2 and 3. Again, we've read verse 2, but we'll look at it again. The Lord said, So be ready by morning, and come up in the morning to Mount Sinai, and present yourself to me on top of the mountain. Verse 3, No man is to come up with you, nor let any man be seen anywhere on the mountain. Even the flocks and herds may not graze uh, in front of that mountain. This was an opportunity for a personal encounter between God and Moses. You know, these church services are always good to have. I love to have church. I love to be together with God's people. And I always want church. It's my goal. It's my passion. and has been for a long time that every service would be one of those mountaintop experiences where we have the opportunity to reach out and touch the hem of his garment. But I found out something a long time ago. If I'm not having a daily experience in my own life, if I don't have moments in my life when I I have time alone with God for Him to speak to me about my sin and my circumstances, then when I come to this gathering place of God's people, I'm going to be out of step with you and out of step with God. That's why it's important that you have a personal time with God in your life every day. God invited Moses to enter his presence, and he invited him to come alone because the work that God first wanted to do was the work he wanted to do in Moses' life and then through Moses' life. There are always bigger implications, please understand this, There are always bigger implications in God's plan. It is bigger than just you. And so as you expose your heart across the next 40 days to what God might be saying to you, to some divine appointment that he gives you, remember that it has a collective impact on the people of God, that God touches your heart for a bigger bigger purpose, and he shapes your heart and your life for a bigger purpose. So what Moses did was necessary. He went up that mountain. He entered God's presence. Was it a climb or a walk? I don't know. But he made that journey, and he spent 40 days in God's presence. He had a passion for God, a passion for his presence. He entered God's presence. And number three, Moses remained in God's presence. One of the greatest needs in the lives of God's people today is, is to discipline ourselves to spend time in the Lord's presence. And it does take discipline. I shared with the middle service today, if you, were, if you determined today that you were going to go out and run a 5K, 3.2 miles, and you hadn't run in 20 years, you probably wouldn't run 100 yards before you'd give out a breath. And you might give up. But if you went out and ran every day, say you went out to a track, a quarter-mile track, and you say, I'm going to try to run around this track once, you might make it halfway one day. 
and, and say, oh, you know, I just don't think I'll ever make it. But the next day you find you can run all the way around that track, and the next day you go out, and before long, you can run four times around that track, and you run a mile. And with a little discipline every day, you find that you can run farther and farther, and one day you're out running April as she runs down the road. You can run because you've disciplined yourself to get out there and make the effort to do so. You have to discipline yourself to spend time with God. You just have to do it. You have to open your Bible. You have to pray. You have to say, God, I'm going to look for you today. I may not be able to pay much attention, but I pray that you will show me your glory and you develop a passion for God's presence. You develop a passion for God. I'm sure that uh, for Moses, at first, it, it might have been hard, the journey up that mountain, but as he got in God's presence, it became more and more enjoyable for him to spend time with God, and as the days neared for him to go down the mountain, I'm sure that he less and less wanted to leave God's presence and go back into the valley. That example that Moses gave of spending time in God's presence influenced others among the people of God. For instance, if you look back at, over in chapter 33, in verse 9, the Bible tells us how Moses would go out to the tent of meeting. And when Moses went to the tent of meeting, the pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent, and the Lord would speak with Moses. The people were amazed by that. They, they would all go out and just watch. They would look as Moses went, and they would look as the cloud descended, and they, they thought, Moses is meeting with God. They saw that time and again as Moses spent time in God's presence. Verse 11 of chapter 33. Thus, the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face, just as a man speaks with his friend. When, his, uh, when he returned to the camp, his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, would not depart from the tent. Joshua. Joshua learned the secret of spending time in God's presence. And so Joshua came to linger in God's presence based on the example of Moses. There's one verse specifically that I want you to look at. Look at, look at verse 2 through 5 again with me of chapter 34. The Lord said, Be ready in the morning and then come up on Mount Sinai. Present yourself to me there on top of the mountain. No one is to come with you or be seen anywhere on the mountain. Even the flocks and herds may not graze in front of that mountain. So Moses chiseled out two stone tablets like the first ones and went up Mount Sinai early in the morning as the Lord commanded him. And he carried the two stone tablets in his hand. Look at verse 5. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him. That is a significant moment. That is a significant moment. I'm suggesting to you that if you will, across these next 40 days, whether you use the booklet or not, but if across the next 40 days you say, I need to spend some time with God, and you open your Bible and say, Lord, I pray that you would show me your glory. The Lord will meet with you there just as surely as the Lord met with Moses. So number one, Moses had a passion for God's presence. Number two, Moses entered God's presence. Number three, Moses remained in God's presence. Here's number four. Moses was changed as a result of spending time in God's presence. 
If you were to search the scriptures for an answer to the question, what was it that made Moses the most revered leader among the Hebrew people that across the centuries of all the people, David and Jeremiah and Isaiah and all the rest in the Old Testament, that Moses rises above them all as the most revered leader of the Hebrew people. It would be this one event. Follow with me. Exodus chapter 34, verse 29 and 30. And it came about when Moses was coming down from Mount Sinai, and the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hand as he was coming down from the mountain, that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because of his speaking with him. So when Aaron and all the sons of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. That 40-day period made a difference in Moses' life because it was 40 days spent in God's presence. Will these 40 days of devotions make a difference in your life? No, not at all. But if you allow them to become the means by which you approach God, spending some portion of the next 40 days with Him, responding to Him and repenting of your sins, there will be a noticeable change in your life. One of the problems that has been in among God's people across the years, it was also in the wilderness with Moses, Aaron and uh, Miriam, his brother and his sister, uh, once complained and said, why can't we give leadership like Moses? Why can't we be leaders like Moses? And, of course, they were trying to exert the force of their own personality. But Moses in the Scripture was called the meekest man who ever lived. People followed him not because of his charisma, not because of his intelligence, not because of his speaking ability, but because they knew him as a person who spent time with the Lord. That's the leader's the kind of leaders that we need in the church today. And whenever someone is chosen as a leader in the church, the question that needs to be asked about that person, one of them at least, is, is that person a person who spends time in God's presence? Can you see it in their life? Finally, after 40 days in God's presence, Moses was a different man, and Moses worshipped in God's presence. Look at chapter 34, verse 8. It says simply, there when the Lord descended and stood there with Moses, there was only one proper response. Moses made haste and bowed low toward the earth to worship. I love that phrase, made haste, made haste. Reminds me of my granddaddy. My granddaddy had a lot of old English words. I don't know where he got them, uh, but he used them. He, he, instead of using the word help, he would always say hope. I need you to Hope me, H-O-L-P. And then he would say, when I, whenever I left, he would say, and he always called me Bud. He never called me by my name. Like my dad, he called me Bud. He said, make haste back, Bud. Make haste back. I love that word, make haste. It means hurry. It means hurry. And so Moses hurried, and he worshiped. That, that was the passion of Moses' life. Remember, this is the same Moses who experienced God at the burning bush. This is the same Moses who experienced the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. Moses, who spoke with God 
face to face like a man speaks with his friend. Whenever he was in God's presence, Moses worshipped. And he did that alone. He did that alone without the presence of the congregation. I'm telling you, if you have times of worship with God alone, just you and God, it'll make this time that we have together richer and sweeter. If you do not have those times alone to worship God, then you will be out of step, not only with God, but with your church. If you want to become a church after His heart, you will be a worshiping church because that, after all, is what marked the life of David as a man after God's own heart. God had seen him, observed him out on those lonely hillsides with nothing but his heart and those sheep. And he would sing songs, but he wasn't singing to the sheep. He was singing to the Lord, nobody but him and God. But David's life had also been observed by others who would watch him and say, this is a guy who knows how to play. So when they needed somebody to play and sing for Saul, who did they get? Right into the king's palace came Saul, came David, because he was a man after God's own heart. Moses was also a man after God's own heart. Moses came down from that mountain, having worshipped 40 days and 40 nights in God's presence. Jesus said, this is what Jesus said. He who hungers and thirsts after righteousness will be filled. David said, As the deer pants after the water brooks, so my soul pants after thee, O God. Paul said, I want to know Christ. I want to know the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. These were people who had a passion to know God. As we think about the Apostle Paul last week, we talked about his Damascus Road experience. Sometimes we think about that moment and we say, well, you know what they did? Paul had this experience and then immediately God put him on the stage in the bright lights and brought him right out of sin and out of the world and stood him up, you know, like Kanye West, you know, came from wherever he was he came from to Joel Osteen's church and everybody's listening to Kanye doing whatever Kanye does. Not probably a good idea for Kanye or anybody else. Is that the way it was for Paul? Not at all. If you look in the book of Galatians, Paul said, But when God, who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me through his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I didn't immediately consult with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went away to Arabia. Reckon who he met with in Arabia. Do you just think that that Paul in the wilderness of Arabia might have met with the Lord the way Moses did? I went away to Arabia and returned once more to Damascus. Then three years later, I went up to Jerusalem to become acquainted with Peter stayed with him for 15 days. God took Paul apart and had Paul spend time with him so that he could put him before people so that he could spend time with them and create churches all across the Gentile world that would be 
churches after God's heart. That's our goal this year. But that means it has to be my goal to be a person after God's heart. I want to be like David. I want to be like Moses. I want to say, God, would you show me your glory? And if there's anything in me, any sin in me that's separating me from you, God, I need you to restore the joy of my salvation. Let's see what will happen across the next 40 days. Let's pray.